0: Good morning. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Teddy Talks podcast. My name is Lisa Allen Coast. I'm the director of commercial real estate for Caldwell Banker Hubble Briarwood. And today I get to serve as your guest host for the next 30 minutes or so. And as you may have guessed, I'm flipping the script and I'm interviewing Teddy. So fasten your seatbelts as my conversation with Teddy is going to get real and hopefully a little funny and nothing is off the table. I am so happy you're joining us today on this episode. We're welcoming our special guest, Teddy Parsons. He's the host of Teddy Talks and president and CEO of the Professionals Forum, located here in Lansing, Michigan. Good morning, Teddy. How are you?
1: I am wonderful, Lisa. I'm telling you, I'm listening to your intro and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to now have to worry that you're going to hijack this podcast. You're awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have been so excited about talking to you and a little bit excited about having this kind of control over asking you questions. (laughs) Um, uh, how How are you doing?
1: Good, good, good. Thanks so much. And I hope you are as well.
0: I am. Thank you. Um, Well, welcome to the podcast and thank you for joining us. Um, So the first question is always, who is Teddy and what should our listeners need to know about you?
1: Well, it's funny talking to you because you pretty much know everything about me uh, and I'm pretty much an open book. So, but for those who are new to the Teddy Talks podcast who really don't know much about me, I, as Lisa had said, I'm the president and CEO of the Professionals Forum. Uh, we're an organization that really strives to help today's professionals become tomorrow's world leaders. I'm also, I really have the great honor of serving as the president and CEO of the Michigan Diversity Education Center, or known as MyDEC uh, here in Lansing, and we're a five hundred one c three nonprofit that focuses on diversity education and training. Uh, I live in Delhi Township, just outside of Lansing, and uh, really enjoy this uh, kind of work. And I, again, Lisa, so happy that we get to spend this time together.
0: Well, thanks, Teddy. I I know. Um so much about you uh one of the things i love to say about you is you're a real renaissance man and there are not many of them around anymore and what i mean by that is you're not just involved in these social justice issues which i know you feel very passionate about but you're really funny i don't know how many people know this about you you're you're a wonderful mix of intelligence um intensity and social justice and then hilariously funny and so i I not only just appreciate you as a friend, I know how hard you work on what you do and how committed you are. So I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. And, and one is what really got you involved in your social justice work?
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm flashing back to you called me a renaissance man. Lisa and I'm picturing me with slick back hair, cog, you know, a glass of whiskey, a cigar, and a very slick looking velvet burgundy smoking <laughs> smoking jacket. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so to answer your question, I, you know, what's funny is I, um, was asked this before several years ago, and I realized if I really uh, look back at the um, progression of my uh, social justice work, it really started uh, probably in second or third grade. And, um, and it really was um, from having parents who, um, I guess the best way to describe it uh, sometimes uh, used inappropriate words uh, for minorities, and so, and I realized at a young age how wrong that was. And I remember my uh, one grandma always telling me that uh, God doesn't make mistakes, and so I just realized started from a young age in high school, I was always the person um, I was attracted to more to the um, outcasts. Um, Sometimes back in the day, you you know, you and I are the same age, so we, you know, we knew them as burnouts. Um, And, you know, and I really realized that I, uh, I think my empathy and uh, my uh, natural curiosity for people and wanting to lift people up and care for people is kind of that led me in this direction.
0: Well, in addition to the smoking jacket, which I know you have, Teddy, in your closet, <laughs> um, you know, and of, of course, a, you know, a, a very well-stocked bar, um, uh, you know, I guess, I guess one of the, the most endearing things about you is that you not only have this passion for this work, but you're also somebody who has done a lot of different things in your lifetime To sort of blend all of these things and I want to talk for just a second about the professionals forum. Um, And we will have this, of course, listed um, under the under the under the program details a link to your to your website, but I want to ask you about specifically about um, one of the biggest challenges faced by uh, today's professionals and why is this so um, top of mind for me is I just had a conversation yesterday with somebody who is also our age, Teddy, and they were talking about millennials and, and some of the challenges they find in, in uh, working with them. I, uh, I think people can be old when they're young and I think people uh, can be young when they're old. And so I think it's more ab- about spirit, but tell me what you think are some of the challenges faced by today's young professionals.
1: Well, um, one of the challenges, kind of what you said, your friend you were talking to, uh, probably a Gen X or a baby boomer, uh, they sometimes are not very welcoming or helpful to millennials and Gen Zs. You know, we really do have a divide, a generational divide in our workplace. And, you know, and that if, you know, we really, you know, if. The I say the seasoned professionals, I don't like to say the older generation, but if we really all took time to get to know each generation, we would see such great value in it. And and I think also that for a lot of young professionals, um, you know, I'm going to just keep it, we talked about being raw and real here today, is um, they are, some of them are raised in homes uh, where uh, they were given a lot. Uh, of great privilege and the, you know, um, you and I grew up where if we wanted new jeans, the fancy jeans to wear the roller skating rink or the, um, you know, to the dance on Friday night. We had to go and mow a yard, babysit. We had to work for that kind of stuff. And I don't think a lot of young professionals um, maybe had that same upbringing. Uh, You know, they kept hearing, you know, the world is yours, you know, it's for the taking, you can take it. But sometimes I think the message from parents about telling their kids, you have to work hard and you're gonna have to climb that ladder and work hard to get what you want. It's not there. So I think sometimes those barriers are already put in place, Lisa, before they even get out of high school.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think that, that uh, one of their, one of the younger professionals' weakness might be that they actually think they know too much? Um, you know, I, I sometimes, and I'm just saying this from a personal standpoint, I'll talk to my 30-year-olds and I'll tell them something and, and they'll say, well, where did you pull that out from? And I'm not going to go <laughs> on to tell you the rest of it, but, you know, we, we, people our age have heard this before, you know, where did you get that? And actually my response is, I watch a lot of jeopardy. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a joke, but it isn't because when we get to be this age, Teddy, I find that we've uh, learned a lot of things about a lot of things. And so we actually become Supreme generalists uh, and probably experts in nothing. Um, on the other hand, some of the younger people, um, professionals coming up have learned to be specialists my kids for example are involved in um, you know computer data and uh, they've they've studied a very specific type of uh, profession so what do you think about that and 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 how can we how can we sort of you know jump the divide
1: yeah and well just the ideal kind of like Uh, you know, and I know the relationship you with your kids is really close. And so you guys can have open and frank discussions. And I think that's the biggest part is that we don't shut down communication. You know, I just was saying in a training the other day for the Diversity Leadership Academy, there are going to be people who are going to bring you facts and information, Uh, and which you know is not true and it's not factual Uh, but instead of shutting down the conversation I say uh, continue it and encourage it by asking them uh, can you cite your sources can I'm interested that you said that can you share with me where you learned that or what your resource uh, was for that so I think just keeping the lines of communication open is the most important thing we can do
0: Right. And, and do you ask them what, what makes you feel that way or what leads you to this conclusion? Uh, because I do think questions, open-ended questions, as you're suggesting, Teddy, are really helpful. Um, I do that with my, my kids all the time and also with young professionals because um, at my age, you know, I can have a tendency to talk at people. Um so uh you know I think your suggestion to ask questions and keep that dialogue open is really valuable but here's what I really want to ask you what would you tell yourself let's pretend it for a minute you were 20 years old and you were Teddy and uh well you are Teddy and what advice would you give yourself in today's environment um about the lessons you've
1: learned Uh, Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, It's the first thing, you know, and it's kind of funny is, you know, our our lives go through seasons and um, I'm in a season of change. And, you know, I kind of always say that I'm the Shirley MacLaine of professionalism. I've had more lives, you know, and I I think really important is, is that for myself, I would have told my younger self that um, uh, the people hurting you today, are not relevant, and that, um, you know, you are going to grow to uh, meet incredible people like me meeting you and, you know, becoming friends. And so I think for me, I would just not invest so much in people who uh, were intentionally trying to hurt me, and realize they're just a temporary season, and they're not a permanent um, one. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: It makes absolute sense. I sometimes think about um, me, myself in my in the 90s, and how much time I spent over uh you know insignificant work issues Uh, because when you are young you you take this very seriously right and uh, you take your job very seriously and if you're a professional you are um uh, concerned about how other people feel or other people around you so would you say to that young person you know kind of let some of that go
1: I would, you know, and another thing I would do, and um, I'm going to uh, quote my uh, friend Amy Pierce Danders, uh, uh, who uh, shameless plug here, who you can see at the Professionals Leadership Lab on Thursday, September 30th. But she is a presenter, but she said something on our podcast recording last week that I love. She said, one of the things I would tell people is, uh, um, um, you know, learn to, when you take the opportunity to learn to listen and not to respond. And I thought, wow, you know, sometimes, you know, we're so quick to respond. And I thought that was really sound advice, that we should spend more time learning to listen and not to respond. So I would, I would definitely tell my 20-year-old self that as well.
0: Right. And maybe not join every fight that they're invited to.
1: Oh, I love that! Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because I think that when you're um, raised with a, a, a passion, especially in your in your field, Teddy, where you feel passionate about things, um, your tendency is, if you agree with me or not, is to you know show up, right? To show up to all of those battles. And I do think, um, you know, if I'm hearing you correctly, you have to be careful about uh, which battles you get involved in and how much energy you put into each one of those, correct?
1: Oh, my gosh, you are speaking a true testament. And I agree with you. And, you know, um, I was always that person, even a few years ago, um, that, um, you know, I would take on the battle. But now at this point, I'm just like, there are just sometimes you got to step outside of it. And just, you know, let it be what it's going to be. And not and I don't have to, fight everybody's fight, you know, and so um, I think we learn this as we mature. And I still am trying to figure it out at 55. So
0: right, right. Do you think social media is having an impact on that and dividing people into groups? So, you know, one of the challenges as a young professional is that is 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 that divide. And, and again, having the wisdom, which sometimes comes with age, some, sometimes it doesn't, but having the wisdom to, you know, figure that out, right and um the politics of uh if you will of of your environment uh or your work situation is even probably more highly articulated now because of of social media would you agree with that
1: yeah you know you're absolutely right i i think back to the uh you know 2020 election and thank god we all survived it but i i realized that um There was nothing good that was going to come out of this whole social media that, um, you know, you and I've talked about this before that civility broke down and um, uh, we had worlds divided, you know, um, friends that were long term friends are no longer friends. And I realized for me, I had friends who, you know, um, were huge Trump supporters, I was not, but you know, what? I never responded Um, to, you know, and a lot of people tried to goat you in into that kind of stuff. I just don't respond to that because at least I'm a true believer and I really don't care what people have to say, you know, about me, but, and I don't get into those battles because when you don't, uh, you don't respond, you take away someone's power. So I agree with you. I think social media, it's exhausting. I've limited it now. And, you know, as you know, on my Facebook page, the only thing that is on there is my 20 year old old lady cat pictures and my dog missing. So I don't like really put a lot of controversial stuff on there. You
0: know, and they don't talk back, Teddy.
1: Well, they do, but.
0: (laughs) Well, they do, but in other ways, it's those eye rolls from the cat that can really ruin your day. Absolutely. Um, But I want to get another question in for you because, you know, recently in the Olympics, um, you know, we've seen people who said, hey, I'm not okay. And um, they're young people and i and i know that you know you mentioned the election and this division and, and 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 people may or may not be okay from it i want to just ask you your advice for young people who are feeling like as a result of covid and and isolation still and now the resurgence of the delta variant what just just your thoughts on being okay um, and 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 how people can sort of work their way through that.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting to say that because I, um, in correspondence with uh, my friend Chaka Holly, who's a psychotherapist in Chicago, and we're working on a program. But you know, one of the things is it's so important now about self care and self awareness. We need to take care of ourselves. And I want everyone, every listener on here, to know, whatever age you are, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say. I'm really feeling bad, I'm, uh, I feel weak, it's okay. And it's really important that you seek out people you trust and love to help you. Um, these are some very dark, scary times um, and so it's okay. And it's so important that you find, find that space and place where you can take care of yourself, ground yourself first. You really need to be healthy, happy before you can start helping other people. Yeah,
0: that's really good advice. Do you think that work environments and work culture, cultures will start embracing this more?
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm i so struggling with that, Lisa, because, you know, we've done this remote environment for so long now. And I'm so many CEOs I've talked to in the last few weeks are saying, you know, we're thinking about shutting down our office and just, you know, keeping, you know, a section for a meeting room. But uh, and and then I worry that will this remote work continue to divide us because we're missing that personal interaction. Um, You know, so I work out of my home, but I'm craving a time where I can get an office again when we can get through the pandemic. So I do worry that the remote work is gonna, if we continue to do it too long, that, you know, um, we're gonna, we've already seen the great divide because the social media technology, everyone's on their phone. You know, I sat next to someone where I used to work, uh, you know, she was a millennial and she would text me and she could have literally reached over the wall and pulled my hair. But she would text me and say, do you want to go to lunch? And I'm like, I'm right here. Can you yeah. See? So, yeah. So I think the remote work may do a little bit of damage if it's not handled properly.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Teddy, if I was sitting next to you, I would have definitely pulled your hair.
1: Definitely. Well, you- <laughs> definitely. While holding your martini in the office, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And I probably would have needed a lot of hugs too because I find like uh, even through this first phase of COVID, I need a lot of hugs and I'm sure a lot of other people do too. And it's one of the things I really appreciate about you and and your friendship. So where do you think all this is going and where where do you think we're going to see you, uh, Teddy, in the next three years? And then I want to follow that up with someone also... um, that you, uh, I know a few of these people, but that you really respect and admire, and you can take those in whatever order you'd like, but, um, why don't we start with respect and admire? Who, who's really inspired you?
1: Um, well, a couple people, uh, in anybody that went to Wyoming Park High School in Wyoming, Michigan will know her. Um, uh, my art teacher in high school uh, her uh, we called her cat her name was Katarina Bernantina van marcin Timmermanis, and don't ask me how I still remember that she was incredible you know and um, you know and as a person who has went through childhood trauma um, she was not aware of that but somehow she always made the awkwardness of high school and uh, and, and me as, this person trying to find myself. She always made me feel like the most important person in the world, um, you know. And also, I think like I, I, you know, and friends like you, people that I, you know, you and I, we can have truly uh, uh, frank and open discussions and not be afraid to say what we really want to say. So um, there's so many people, but I do think about Miss Van and um, you know, in, in, as several adults. It's funny because as a kid, I was always um, somehow um, most of my friends were people, sometimes 70 and older. So, yeah. So I think really the older generation really inspires me.
0: Well, I think also what you were saying was, is that um, she actually saw you, right?
1: Yeah. Well, and with all my quirkiness, you know. And with that, all
0: your quirkiness. But she, there was a teacher who saw you somehow or sensed or had the empathy to understand that you needed uh, this. This, this this uh, attention and that sometimes can make all the difference in the world. Um, So I want to ask you, where are you going to, you've got so much going on in your life and I know we have a short amount of time. What are you going to be doing in the next three years? What are we going to see Teddy doing? I'm, I'm anxious to see the next evolution of Teddy, which is always an exciting thing about you.
1: Well, thank you, um, my friend. But I was thinking the only thing I really in my mind i'm thinking uh, i'd like to be seen sleeping in bora bora on a beach but <laughs> i um you know i you know, have champagne dreams on beer budgets. So I, you know, for me, I think what's going to happen is I'm going to continue to do the uh, diverse equity and inclusion work, which is so uh, near and dear to my heart. And I really like to see um, the Diversity Leadership Academy, which has been so well attended. And I'm so proud of that work, along with all my partners uh, that I'd like to see that really growing, um, you know, licensed and throughout the United States. So, you know, I, you know, it's interesting because I'm getting ready to uh, take my exam for, to become a certified diversity executive. And, um, and I am really toying, do I use that uh, to go back into big business? And so, I don't know, we'll see. I, I, I like to keep that uh, door wide open. Um, and right. uh, yeah, so, yeah. So I think, you know, for sure, still abs- absolutely doing social justice work, but, um, and, you know, I don't know. So I think that's, <laughs> The best answer I could give right now is uh, just kind of seeing that because I, you know, when I ask guests on the podcast, I'm thinking, how can anyone predict where we'll be in three days or three months, you know, let alone three years?
0: Yeah, you know, but there's a lot to be said for manifesting, right? And setting goals and setting those things out for yourself. And I think being the kind of person that you are always growing um, in Bora Bora, You know, investing in social justice issues with a martini in your hand. um, All of that makes sense to me. And maybe that's why we're friends. Because, (laughs) you know, um, you're a total person. Again, it gets me back to the beginning of this where I said you're a renaissance man. And that's really what I meant by that is that you're somebody who's always always open for the new thing. Um, somebody who's always looking to see the best in others. And it's what I really love about you. And I know a lot of your friends do as well. And we appreciate you, Teddy. We appreciate everything that you do. And I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. I think we're coming up close to our time, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I wanted to thank you Teddy for being here and joining me I've truly enjoyed this conversation and look forward to hosting maybe some future episodes of Teddy um, slash Lisa Lisa talks hint hint (laughs) um and you can find out more about Teddy and his work at teddytalks.com uh thanks again everyone for joining us on another episode of Teddy Talks remember no matter where life's journey takes you It's always a great time to grab a cup of coffee, some hot tea, or a martini, and let's keep talking.